Yo, welcome back to the C Squared Elaborate Podcast. This is yours truly. I know it's been a minute. I haven't ventured out in this world in a very long time. But I appreciate you for coming through and showing support and love. Make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe. Thank you, sir. So today, I kind of... Do you want to be part of this? Yeah. All I need you to do is use your ears. Just listen. So... The topic of conversation is transitions. Where'd you go? Okay. And in particular, um, student athlete. I just lost my train of thought. Oh, student athlete transition, the transition process. Um, more specifically, the transition out period. What are student athletes doing once their sport or season has ended? "Quote unquote ended um, off season and whatnot, and what what's the transition period when school comes to an end or there's a break um, or the transition into college intercollegiate sports?" So my question is, what is or has been the transition period out of that? Because dealing with sports, especially if you're a four year player in high school and have been all around sports your entire life. You know, once you enter the uh, high school world and you know collegiate level, it is becoming a um, occupation that takes um, the nine to five in lieu of the nine to five. You're getting educated for sure. Um, definitely, oh, be mindful and become more aware of what options there are out there available for you. Remember, intercollegiate sports—they want you to play for them. Um, and they will supply the education. Hardly do they really say, uh, please come here so you can study this, so you can play. Um, Either way, you know, your body is being thrown through the system in terms of getting it to be a athletically athletically fine-tuned machine. So, um, you're put through the ringer trying to build that consistency and stuff for four years at least through high school whenever you start at most four years correct um now when it comes to college time what are these athletes doing are they if, let's say they are actually they're done with their sport they don't want to do anything else they still have that grit and routine and discipline in them to keep doing those things but as far as the mental health aspect of it how are they transitioning out of it since they don't have to be stuck in such a strict time frame of having to do this do that whatever so um for me you know football was definitely my escape so the mental played a huge factor of that after sports was done I was still battling those things and I took the coping mechanism out, which was football. So a life without it and then a life with it is very different. Um, however, I wasn't, I didn't put it on myself and I wasn't held accountable, really accountable to say, okay, it's all become school now. I kind of had to do that on my own through injury, through, through um, questionable passion. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is I needed help with the transitioning out of it. Um, 
and I see that with students uh, that I've previously coached and whatnot. It's like, well, what? Did, how can we sustain a life fulfilling um, experience with sports and still have them have that? You know, because it takes so much energy to keep these students and players and athletes um, engaged, entertained amused passionate about you know the sport and while that we have them in our supervision and our care um but when they're not you know it's like we have to still set them up to be successful um we can't just you know get through the season and just let that be the season you know there needs to be a wholesome and a consummate um transition from intro entrance to exit um and further some if the case by case of more is necessary but you know you look down the road and these athletes who still have to live in an athletic mindset but they're not keeping up with athletics you know it's like how is their mental state how did they transition out of it did they know that they transitioned out of it or are they still trying to reach for the stars doing that one and only thing so hopefully this conversation can open up some doors and um knock on a few windows to say hey this is what helped for me um i appreciate y'all i feel like i could have said a little bit more but maybe that's i just don't want to be talking to myself because i want to have this conversation where i don't know actually how to help have it with but um there's many factors i didn't cover as far as you know my coaches coaches who yell coaches who are loud the differences between the um the destigmatizing of destigmatizing um, aggression and uh, discipline and consequence and correction um, in the field of sports and how it can be used better, especially in the terms of like positive psychology. Um, because we, I feel we also do need to decentralize sport because it really kind of it plays into the role of what our society was being limited to and these were our breakaways. However, some um, cultures have been omitted in history as far as sports recognition, um, brand recognition, uh, a lot of things. So this decentralizing of the sport networking and not trying to streamline learning and streamline productivity as far as let's produce high quality athletes versus let's still promote or let's still encourage and let's still grow or build um, high quality learners, students, um, leaders, um, mindful ones as well, you know, keep, keep, oh, keeping them aware of their options and opportunities. Since we live in such a fast-paced world that likes to streamline a lot of its stuff, we can't streamline the learning experiences just because of productivity, efficacy, or efficiency. There are still some building blocks that we can't just um, omit or negate just because of convenience. There is a whole process behind it, so such as like this transition process we can't just continue to streamline students in for the graces or um, for the means of pure sport and winning. There's got to be much more to that. Um, and that's where I feel, you know, if you belong to a program, a decent program, they will get you right for the most 
part and the question from I have for myself is, you know, was I able to be all the great that I was because I was in a program for four years and such and kept building on that? Or is it just the fact that I, you know, I was having fun in the, I kind of answered my own question, but you know, had I went to another school or whatnot, would I have had the same passion and drive as I do now? Um, I was based off of my high school years when I was in it, was in a program. I wanted to go to another school, but I'm just like, I love football. It, I feel like, I personally feel like it would not have mattered, but from what I had learned and what I was able to do are kind of just two separate things. What I wish I'd been able to do or learn more, I would have been able to produce more in retrospect. But however, tenacity, drive, passion, that was its own uh, private sector because, for again, coping mechanisms and whatnot. But after the fact, once you know, I grew, grew up a little bit more and was able to understand more and reflect, you know, seeing these moments, I now question, like, well, would I, could I have still seen the same amount of, amount of success had I went to this other school um, in terms of program? So, you know, I don't think I was best um, propped or prepped for the transition piece that's on both the program, the admin, parental, home life, all that stuff. I wasn't prepped or aware or exposed to that type of thing. Otherwise, I could have marketed myself a little bit better and really seen what my options were. Um, again, but just the love of the game kept me blind to all that. I didn't really know or understand what was out there. So again, the transition process is key. So when the sport and stuff was over and injuries had occurred, I had just the injury and pain to say, okay, it's time to switch gears a bit. And now I'm being a lot healthier and not playing anymore or coaching, but I'm still able to stick and move. But I'm able to walk away from the sport as it is because it is no longer part of my identity. Um, but I still love the game and love the teaching aspect of it now. <clears throat> I still believe it is uh, potentially and highly dangerous, but it's not to say it is violent. There are, you know, violent moments, violent impacts, but I do, I'm not one to believe that, you know, football is a violent sport or one that induces violence. Um, that I feel like plays much more into other aspects of the game, but for the sake of the sport and learning and having fun for the sport, I don't believe it is a violent thing. Now you have that draws the line of, not draws the line, but that come, that brings up the topic of, you know, the, t the decentralizing, this is what I want to get to, decentralizing the toxic masculinity in sports, this overly aggressive and overbearing, um, uh, what is it called, what's it called, what's it called, militarized via, uh, way of coaching getting athletes and whatnot to, to be disciplined or in line and whatnot. It's, it doesn't work. It's, there's not much teaching going on. That's just, let's uh, take away all your identities and you make, make us all one. It works in some part as far as building unity and like, okay, we all are here, part of the same team, same goal. 
know, so we have to have that camaraderie, but it should not be able, it should not require you to denounce or take off any of your cultural aesthetic A or cultural beliefs B or cultural anything for that matter. Um, the culture of the sport is to bring in, to bring in is teamwork. So for coaches to still hang on to that expectation as the louder I am and the harsher I am, you know, the better they'll get it and it'll keep that great on their back. We don't live in a, in a time, I mean, we, it's hard times, but we don't live in a time of, you know, um, lack or uh, what is it? Lack of something, whatever. We have access to a lot of things and at times over access. Yes, still, there are some things, some uh, communities, some categories, some groups that are still affected by it. But when you get coached, you still have that stigma of, I have to push, I have to be hard on them, whatever, so they can have grit for, that's why I can prep them for life. Like, no. We need to decentralize and destigmatize this type of coaching because it has a very short lifespan for the student athlete. It's just a like for myself, you know, I don't come to football or football practice to be yelled at, to, um, to be demoralized, to be dehumanized. Um, because in that case, I become desensitized to it all and it becomes normalized. And I think, okay, this is what sport or this sport football is all about. It's not. Um, but the more we can bring awareness to this fact of the social, socio-emotional learning aspect of this SEO, you know, you got to come with compassion and understand that these students don't have to be here. They choose to be here for sure, but it's not saying, it's not to sign up because I need to get yelled at and whatnot. I'm here to learn. I'm, I want to get better. Don't take the, don't take the notion that I'm not trying or me not going my best or giving my best effort. It's me not trying or whatever. I'm, this is how I learn. It's, it's more of this type of thinking that you need to get into the minds of everybody, every coach and, and soon to be coach and even player that we're all learning on different learning levels and different learning processes but when we are as a team we move as a team we have to move as a team um but with these overly masculated um coaches thinking that the negative approach is what drives it doesn't you know a bunch of science and research has proven that so far and it's still building um, a lot of the walking wounded thinking that their ways, you know, a lot of closed minds, but you know, we're still making do and I hope this conversation actually brings a little bit more light to the facts. So with that being said, I'm gonna, trying to wrap it up here. I'm trying to be, um, concise. Um, but yes, I do think that there needs to be further research and further implications on the transition period out we do a whole lot of millions of dollars is spent on marketing and on scouting but what about the transition period out the respite respite here needed um so yes uh furthermore yes <laughs> no further but yeah this is it's been lovely this has been c squared on c squared elaborates hope to hear back from you soon I got to get these things flowing again. Um, it's been some time, but we're all in better places. Wishing you blessings, light, and even merrier, or even more.
Make sure you tune in again on C Squared Elaborates. Make sure you go follow that TikTok. Just call me C underscore all one word, but C is spelled like the ocean, S-E-A. So at symbol J-U-S-T-C-A-L-L-M-E-S-E-A underscore. Go follow me. I have some pretty funny content. And until next time, deuces.